Conversation with Alaskan Gardeners back on the air, and I hope you're all having a marvelous Saturday morning, getting ready to spend the time in your garden. If you're out in your garden right now with the radio playing, maybe you've got it playing on your cell phone, maybe it's maybe you're in your car driving around looking at beautiful flowering trees. But welcome. This is a call-in show, 800 uh, 907-586-1800. Mm-hmm. 907-586-1800. You know, sometimes you forget the things you know the most. Well, oh, that I was one so. right there. That's okay. Okay, so this is Margaret Tharp and David Lindrum. Margaret's a practicing landscape architect, the only landscape architect that actually works out in the field in Juneau. Got and you that can, right. You can see her with her crew in every part of the town. Got her little Isuzu truck filled with tools. Got her smiling crew out there working every day of the week. And well, th- you know... It's been pretty exciting this year. The weather has been agonizingly hot. (laughs) But then when it's not, it's been absolutely beautiful. Like today. Today is a perfect gardening day. Well, and in gardening today, there's a volunteer opportunity for people that want to participate. The university is sponsoring a uh, volunteer work at the Ock Bay Roundabout. And pulling weeds in the big area there and cleaning it all up for the... Getting ready coming for the, festivities of the Iron Man. That's right. Getting ready for the Iron Man celebration. Juno so, has to look its best. And if you want to participate in that, 10 to 2, show up there, bring your weeding tools, and uh, we'll be thrilled to see you there. I know that Margaret will be there with her crew anyway. She She's volunteering and taking them with her. And we're all alumni. And we're all alumni. That's right. That's right. Everyone on your crew is a UAS alumni, except for the youngest man. Who just graduated. <laughs> just graduated <laughs> high school. That's right. All right. So uh, Landscape Alaska, we're the sponsors of this show, is Juno's Boutique Nursery. And we're located on the Back Loop Road. Because we're so very boutique-y. Boutique-y-tique-y. <laughs> and we're up this little private driveway on top of the hill. The only way you're going to find us is if you know where we are. Or you can look on the web and look at our website, landscapealaska.com. Find a, a nice map. little map that will guide you there. And it'll identify our street as Harmony Lane. So you can come right on up and join us And there. it's just past Goat Hill. Right between Road. Goat Hill Road and Spring Way. Mm-hmm. Right there in that slot. And it's a perfect day to come there. There's a... Nobody's going to be there. <laughs> well, our, our crew's not going to be there, that's for sure. No, the, there's going to have the the Renaissance Fair is the, happening at the Masonic Lodge across from Valley uh, Restaurant. Uh, and I'm sure that's going to be really well attended with a, a lot of fun and exciting things going on, jousting and all kinds that's of That's right, activities. and sword and sorcery stuff, and uh, there'll be food and entertainment. You know, and I it, took fencing when I was in college. I just loved it. I took fencing when I was in high school. I loved it, too. Not only that, I fought with cavalry sabers. It was very exciting. Wow. Well, I... My I high school French teacher was a Olympic fencer. Oh, he had perfect. a fencing club in the high school. I was taught by a nun. It wasn't the same. <laughs> I can imagine not. I bet she was very, very pointed. She was very good. Yeah, nuns are everything. Yep, that's right. You can be anything and be a nun. That's right. Okay, so uh, if anybody has missed the Peony show this summer, boy, it was the most beautiful Peony spectacular show we have seen. Because it wasn't pouring down rain. That's right. Well, that made a lot of difference, didn't it? It did, and the plants could put out big buds and develop and... 
There wasn't any fungus attacking them. And, you know, really, it's the water in southeast Alaska that we love. And at the same time, because it brings in the fish and it leaves us nice and lush, and we love all that. But at the same time, for gardeners, it does pose uh, a challenge, especially if you're not from here, to understand uh, you need, you know, it's nice to have your peonies under an eave because it doesn't get downpoured on. But when you right. have them out in the field, out in the edge of your garden, they get beat up on, you know, last year, for instance, you could probably hardly get one to bloom. Right. Most people that I know that were peony fanciers cut their peonies when they were still in big fat buds and brought them in a house. And, and let that them forced bloom. them to bloom inside. Uh-huh. They last a long time as a cut flower. Absolutely. And they're so fragrant. Oh, man, oh, man. But this year at Landscape Alaska, those big royal lilies are stealing the show. Absolutely. And those lilies are probably almost four feet tall. Oh, no, they're taller. No, because they're... Oh, are they? Uh Uh-huh. And there are... I would say... They're dark maroon on the outside and white on the inside with a golden throat. Yeah, they're real... And fragrant. Really, really. They bloom right outside my bedroom window. And their aroma waking up in the middle of the night of those lilies is just spectacular. Well, I'm sure it influences my dream life. I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Tyler Rennell because I've been using their battery-powered still tools. And when I first started, I thought, oh, they won't be as powerful or as efficient as this gas-powered. And in some instances, that may be true. But 90% of the time... They go nose to nose with those and do an excellent job. And using a lighter weight blower, battery powered blower, it's just winning the show. You know, because you, you don't have to have it on your back and you're walking around with 35 extra pounds and all that. You know, when you're working physically all the time, to make your tools be light and useful is wonderful. It's transformed the the work. Mm-hmm. Using these battery powered tools has transformed the work. And you have more control over how hard air coming out of the blower is also with the battery powered still blower so you know i'm a fan big fan and you don't have to put gas in it right five dollar and 25 cent a gallon gas right not that the expense is the most thing for me dealing with gas is really more about the the mess maintaining it right yeah but anyway, thank you so much, Tyler Renner. So those. you like and the they've blower. Been, I've got I, mean, a, I like them all. I I've like got them. a great battery-powered chainsaw that uses the very same battery as your blower does. And we use those trimming uh, hedges this week. So, no, I, I like them all. Yep. And the hand pruners. Thanks a little, lot, Tyler. And the those little are chainsaw. Great, these are great tools you brought to town. Absolutely. Plus... It's always so nice dealing with them. And you go in their store, and, and there's all service. that other safety stuff. If and you, you get need service. Good new gloves, and we go through gloves, I tell you what. I should have a, I should have a share in the glove factor. <laughs> get with it. All right. And uh, it's time for summer fertilizing, too. Especially now that we've had some rain and the ground is moist, not wet. This is a good time to fertilize your lawn and your perennials and your trees. That's right. Summer fertilizing for the fruit trees is on right now. And it's kind of, if you haven't fertilized your rhododendrons, get on it. Yep. You know, because now is the time. It's making this new growth. Now is the time to fertilize for next year's flowers. If you don't fertilize them this year and within this next couple weeks, you're going to miss the window. 
uh, come and talk to me because you want to make sure that you use a fertilizer that has micronutrients in it, something that has more than just nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash. So you've got copper and cobalt, molybdenum, boron, I manganese. love that molybdenum. The word. feeling of I saying it in say your it. mouth is great. <laughs> molybdenum. <laughs> okay, somebody call me up from Huna, okay? 907-586-1800 because we like it in Huna. Okay, so as we were talking about peonies, it's also if you need to move your peonies or if you want to divide peonies, Now's it's the, the time. time. Right. Once they've finished flowering, that's when you're able to do it. And remember not to plant them any deeper than they already are. It makes a world of difference. Because if you plant them too deeply at the top of the crown, if you put it down in the dirt too far, it will stop flowering. It'll grow. It'll look wonderful. It'll be real lush, but no flower buds. Mm -hmm. So the first joint of your thumb, the first joint of your thumb, that deep in the soil, you should be able to reach down and feel the top of the buds. If they're deeper than that, eh, dig them up or dig the dirt off the top. Because so many times you're working in your garden and every year you add some more compost and some more bark and a little bit more manure. And over the, the years, the soil level rises. And there you go pretty soon nice lush leaves no big red fragrant flowers though well and soil's a key soil's a key to beautiful gardens i mean not only being a dedicated gardener which is also a key you can make good soil from many different elements but having it drain i would say is more important than anything else you can give it fertilizer you can give it nutrition but if your soil doesn't drain well, then there's too much water here and it tends to make things rot or get fungus or not develop buds or, and I don't know, have all kinds of diseases. That's and that right. includes your lawn. Uh-huh. And you know what it really is, is that the, the roots need oxygen. They need to be able to have oxygen. And if, if the water table is too high and the roots are, are soaked and inundated all the time, no oxygen. If the soil particles are too fine. uniform and fine, packed all together like flour, no oxygen. Think about flour on the counter and you drop a drop of water on it, how it beads up and doesn't go into the flour willingly. And... That's, that's a sign that the particles are all really, really fine and there's no spaces between all those flowers, the flower that's been ground up. Well, that happens out in your gardens. And when that happens in the gardens, that means the, the roots don't get enough air space around them for, to thrive. And that's why different particle sizes is important in making soil. And Margaret's been making soil for the last couple of years using, starting with washed sand and adding things to it in order to make herself a weed-free, disease-free soil, free draining and fertile, and then adding whatever kind of fertilizer or lime to it that she needs to. And I tell you, the response of the plants is phenomenal. And for people who live where they can get seaweed and have all that uh, access, that's great, you know, but it's, it's not everybody can get, do it. And uh, there's other ways to accomplish soil making uh, without without it, even though it's always wonderful to be able to use it. Okay, particle size, water level, raised beds. Everybody likes to know the phrase raised beds and knowing what it means. You don't, it, 
a raised bed that's built in a box is a wonderful thing, but it doesn't have to be the only raised bed you have. It can be a mound. It can just be a change in elevation in your yard. Mm-hmm. And if you have, oh, say some big spruce trees and you want to have a garden underneath them, remember the spruce tree is the most competitive root system around. <laughs> and and if you just try and dig into that ground or plant there under the spruce trees, you are putting your little precious treasure in the way of the giant water-eating, air-eating monster. So making a mound on top of the spruce tree roots and planting your stuff in that. For a couple of years it works, but eventually the roots just keep coming up. So you have to adjust. (laughs) They do hunt them down. You may have to add more soil and move your plants up even higher. But the rhododendrons growing under the spruce trees in a raised area, that's what they like it. Right. They, the only damage, the only danger there is you'll forget to water them on days like this. Right. Because they do need to be watered. So now, I guess everybody's really busy out there today. Nobody's calling in. It's a oh, call-in show. Okay. Make sure to fertilize your peonies. And now think about dividing things. Those things that bloomed early in the spring. Primroses. Primroses. Pulmonaria. And the bleeding hearts and all those things. And the irises are done for the most part. Irises are done too. We can divide those. So all those things that already bloomed and are uh, are now making their growth for the next year, this is the time to divide them. The spring bloomers you divide in the mid to late summer. The fall bloomers you divide in the early spring. So if it doesn't bloom until September, you divide it in April and then put it back in the ground. But if it's going to bloom in July... Then in August, you can be able to, to, to divide it. I need you to have the crew fertilize my bee balm. Bee balm. Uh-huh. It's all that, wanting to bud up, but it seems like it needs a little bit more oomph. That's it's usually the most requested thing. It's overwintered, and so it doesn't have as much vitality as it needs to put out the flowers. But I think that if we fertilize it some more... It will. Liquid feed it. And you have some pretty spectacular kinds of bee balm, don't you? I do. I have the dwarf one, but I have a few big ones. I love it. Is it for sale? Well, save a few pieces for me, but yeah, it's for sale. All right, we like that. But sometimes, you know, we can only get six of something. Well, these are from last year. These are from last year. Good. We had plenty. And now we will. So if you're going to fertilize anything in your yard, you know, do your flowering plants first, do your flowering shrubs next, and then look at your lawn. And do your trees. All right. And if you're going to do your trees, remember you want to use some kind of a slow-release fertilizer that doesn't depend on on uh, soil bacteria to break it down. So, Like the job sticks and things are good down south where the soil temperature is warm enough to break them down. And maybe this year they might have been okay during the hottest part of the year. But our soil temperature really hangs in there at about 45 degrees. And so they're not real effective. But there are other uh, fertilizers that we carry, specialty fertilizers, that you can put in the ground around your trees that last for a year. Ones that are based on on limited solubility. Hard, it's really hard to dissolve these. So that's that makes them slow to act and slow to be dissolved. So you can put these fertilizers out without fear of burning anything and let them slowly feed your plant on through the rest of the season and even on through the winter. 
So, what's the phone number if somebody wants to call, Dave? 906-987-1800. Very good. Now, I'm getting better. I guess 906. Getting better. Okay, and as long as you're doing projects out in your yard, it's time to do summer pruning. So if you prune in the fall and winter, the plant responds by trying to make up that that amount you cut off. It recognizes it's a change in balance between the roots and the shoots. So if you cut the shoots back in the fall or winter, then the plant next spring tries to hurry up and put that wood back on and get some communication. Communication, good morning, conversations. Hello? I want to tell you, is this the number for the radio? This is the number for the gardening show. Yes. Yes. I wanted to tell you about my columbine. I brought it in from the woods about 20 years ago and put it in the front of my yard. The house next to me is right next to the street, so I don't get too much sun. And for all these years, it's been about plate size with one stem of flowers, with about five to seven flowers on each one uh, on it. That's, and that's great. this year, with all of that sun every day in June, <laughs> It's you can put it in a bushel basket. Uh-huh. It's it's got uh, seven stems of flowers with seven to ten on each one. Wow, that sounds fabulous! And is that the I've red never and yellow seen one? Anything like it? <laughs> yeah, that's good for you. I Nothing can't like imagine s- what it's going to happen to it next year. <laughs> well, if we get nice weather again, it'll do the same thing or even more. <laughs> yeah. I bet great. you're going to get a lot of columbine seed from it. Well, you know, the thing is that the, the flowers were so dry, they fell apart quickly. And so I didn't get to enjoy them as long as usual. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the spring. Maybe they threw out their seed and you might even get a bunch of baby columbine. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. So if somebody else wants to dig up a columbine out in the forest or in the mountain, <laughs> in the, what advice could you give them? Well, you don't want it in the full sun all the time. Well, we don't get full sun all the time. Uh, I really, uh, it can't be in the shade. It, you just won't get anything. One of them, I brought two, and one of them is gone. But, so it has to have some sun. So, but They're not, but not uh, hot sun, not filtered it's light. like it was this year, you want to put a something over it right it doesn't get it all the time right thank you so much yeah i use chairs out in my yard to shade my flowers it got so hot just anything to cast a little shadow on them sure okay (laughs) thank you so much for calling and telling us you bet okay bye what a delight having things in your yard that you know and look for every year that come back and come back in the same place and they change during the seasons. Some years they're bigger and some years they're smaller. That's such fun. Well, they're like friends. I mean, that's how I feel about the plants in my yard. Yep. And even the wild plants in my yard, I love. And one of the things that's happening right now in your yard is the Florinday primroses are starting to flower. Yeah. Over there in the weedy zone where all the buttercups are competing with them, and they just go like... They just go like crazy, and they get huge. Yep. And they are so fragrant. 
If you don't know what a Florida primrose is, kind of drive around your neighborhood and look at people's yards, and they're about oh waist high with bright yellow or bright red or bright orange flowers, and they're in in a ring, a cluster in a ring on top of the stem, and then amazingly out of that kind of ring, smells like gardenia, yeah. really intense fragrance. But what's amazing when you look at them, though, out of that ring of flowers, a stem comes out of the middle of it and grows up and makes another ring of flowers. And sometimes... When it gets old enough. That's right. Sometimes you even get three rings of flowers on them. Well, aren't they the ones that they used to call candelabra primroses? That's it. Candelabra primroses. And there's a bunch of them, but that's the big one. And that's the one that most people in Juneau have their eyes out for. And there are different colored ones, but I like the bright yellow ones the best. I really do, too. I think the bright yellow one is spectacular. And I love to see it in bloom. The leaves are pretty. Leaves look like big romaine lettuce. But, boy, when it comes into flower, that's spectacular. So what else is coming into bloom right now are the hydrangeas. Yeah, and talk about something that you have to keep pruned back. You know, starting in the spring, you should prune your hydrangeas hard. Yeah. Because they grow three to four feet every season when they're really established. They put a, they make a really large head and which is okay, of course, if the weather stays dry, but when it rains really hard at the end of July, uh, there can be so much flower on it that it's hard for the branches to hold them up. So by keeping them a little bit stouter, you have a stronger branching system that can hold on to all those flowers. That's, when, that's my experience. Uh, that's mine too. And when she says that the flowers on them, every stem has a big flower on the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking at some yesterday that have maybe 50 stems that with blooms on them. Just astounding. And they're also sending out new branches. So, you know, I had a bunch of them cut back because I didn't want the branches to interfere with how beautiful the flowers looked. You know, because they rise up out of the flowers and they're three feet tall. I know. And and if you are one of those people who has a tree hydrangea, you have to look at the base of it because they keep sprouting up big suckers and growing right on up. And pretty soon that sucker is almost as big as the whole tree is. Yeah, you got to keep those cut off. Either keep them cut off or you could actually air layer them and get yourself another one. If you're ever interested in talking about that, But it would be a shrub. It would be a shrub. You'd, right. That's right. Well, you could make a tree out of it, but, but it would be a shrub to start with. And the hydrangeas, you know, the, the old, kind of, treat. The old know, kind of hydrangeas that have the round ball heads, they don't seem to do as well here. Only a few places. I think south-facing and west-facing underneath an eave, you, you can get them maybe to survive. But overall, most of us are too fussy. We know we're not going to spend that time. Yep, I got you. But this uh, too many other things to do. But these new hydrangea varieties are uh, really successful and really tough, and they start blooming now and bloom all the way till the end of October, and they put up with all that rain and wind and all that turbulence. And it doesn't touch them. Mm -mm. It's really great. Yep, and we have some uh, little ones and some tiny ones and some big ones, and if you're interested in a hydrangea, come and look. Or go see Connor today at the Renaissance Fair. He has some really big, beautiful ones that are in flower. And for people that don't normally come out to the nursery and you're looking for something to do, 
go stop in at the Masonic Lodge and see all that stuff going on. And be sure to go see Connor at our booth. Connor and Adeli are going to have the nursery stock from Landscape Alaska there. It'll be great to have you go and visit them. And we had some uh, some people coming this last week who brought leaves in from their rhododendrons, and the edges of the leaves looked like lace. They had so many bites taken out of them by the the uh, nematode no, uh, the larvae. It was the black vine weevil. The mature female, the black vine weevil, was eating the edges of it, and it had so many edges taken out that just looked breathy. Like I said, like lace, and. That's the opportunity you're looking for. Once you see that female feeding on the rhododendron, that means that the juveniles are down there in the ground eating the root system. And that means also that now is the time you can put on the parasitic nematode that'll go down there and get them. Without having to use poisons of any kind, you establish the parasitic nematode in your ground, and it'll go for those larvae. And pretty soon, in just a couple seasons, you'll have them back with no insect damage at all. That's what we like. The nice thing about rhododendrons is you can pick, and it doesn't stop the beetle from coming, but you can pick off damaged leaves and they'll grow new leaves back. If you keep them fed and happy, you know, they're a very resilient shrub. Okay, and not just that. If it's too big and too out of sight and too ungainly and has no leaves down below, you can cut a third of those branches back to half size and they'll sprout new leaves. They'll sprout new leaves and pretty soon you can rejuvenate your shrub so you have a big full shrub again rather than just the, the top knot kind of flowers. So anybody who wants to get onto our email mailing list, we send out information, we send out special offers and we invite you to special events. If you want to be included in this, Send us an email, landscapealaska at gmail.com, and ask to get on our email list. And if you have something special that you want to show us or some kind of questions you want to ask, that's really a great way to do it. Connect to us by email, and we'll be sure to be back to you. And, you know, uh, both Margaret and I make house calls. We come out to your yard and look and see what's going on and help you figure out how to manage it. If you want to have something done, if you want to have some assistance in design, if you want to have some assistance in analyzing what's going on in your yard, reach out to us. We're glad to help you. So this is uh, coming close to the end of the show. If we have any special questions, make sure to send them to us. If you want to invite us to come see something that's just spectacular blooming in your yard, we're always interested in that. And, and you couldn't please us more than to say, you know... I've got something going on I think you'd like. <laughs> boy, oh boy. And we'll be over there right away and look at it. It's so exciting to see new, interesting stuff. We love it. We love it all. That's right. I had a wonderful conversation with a woman yesterday talking about how delightful it was to have in her little yard a few real spectacular things. Things that made her happy just to look at them. Yeah, isn't that great? Yep, I absolutely loved it. We're people like that. Yeah, and always have been. <laughs> well, we're going to come to the end of our show. Thanks a lot, folks, for listening. Have and, a wonderful uh, weekend. Right. And uh, if you want to volunteer for the university and help weed at the roundabout, they're going there from 10 till 2. And, uh, and this is in Ock Bay. In Ock Bay, the Ock Bay roundabout. So uh, come on out, join that, and while you're there, drive up to Landscape Alaska. 
So until next week, this is Margaret Tharp, David Lundrum from Landscape Alaska, and we're wishing you all happy gardening.